0: Innovation-killing non-compete agreements are finally dying. More U.S. states are moving to bar companies from binding workers with non-compete agreements. Research shows the move could boost wages and innovation. By Caitlin Harrington One of the most stunning twists in the recent five-day crisis at ChatGPT creator OpenAI came when some 95% of the company's hundreds of employees threatened to quit the staff planned to follow CEO Sam Altman to develop successors to ChatGPT at Microsoft instead. The threat appeared to mark a turning point in Altman's ultimately successful attempt to return to OpenAI. It was also a scenario that businesses have the legal power to block in most U.S. states. California, home to OpenAI San Francisco HQ, is one of a handful of states that bar the enforcement of non-compete agreements in employment contracts which can forbid employees from hopping jobs to a competitor, often for years. That picture is now set to change, as a raft of new legislation aims to make more places like California. Until this year, Oklahoma and North Dakota were the only states behind California that outlawed the enforcement of non-competes. Over the past several months, more states began to follow suit, motivated in part by new research revealing the negative impact of NCAs on innovation and wages. So far during the 2023 legislative session, 38 states have introduced a whopping 81 bills aimed at banning or curtailing NCA enforcement, according to the Economic Innovation Group, or EIG, a public policy organization founded by Napster co-founder Sean Parker. The proposed laws range from industry-specific prohibitions to more sweeping bans. In total, 10 states have enacted some form of limitation on the agreements this year. According to research from the Universities of Maryland and Michigan, nearly one of five U.S. workers are subject to non-compete agreements, and a third of those are presented after the worker has accepted a job offer. In tech, that number is significantly higher. Thirty-five percent of people working in computer and math-related vocations and thirty-six percent of engineers work under non-competes, the highest share of workers in all industries alongside architects, according to the paper. If not for California's ban, that number would surely be higher. More than half of U.S. states even allow companies to use NCA's to bind employees after they have been laid off, according to an analysis by the law firm Beck-Reed-Ryden. Those numbers now look set to shift. In July, Minnesota became the first state in over a century to enact a near-total ban on NCA enforcement. All the bans allow for a narrow list of exceptions, such as permitting an entrepreneur who sells their business from immediately starting a competitor. Meanwhile, the EIC, labor groups, and antitrust advocates are pressuring New York Governor Kathy Hochul to sign a ban that the State Assembly passed this summer. At the federal level, the National Labor Relations Board declared this year that non-competes violate the National Labor Relations Act, and the Federal Trade Commission proposed a rule that would ban the practice nationwide. Bloomberg Law reported that the agency is expected to finalize the rule in April, although business groups are likely to challenge it. In February, lawmakers reintroduced the Bipartisan Workforce Mobility Act into the Senate, which would outlaw non-competes in all but a few scenarios. California even strengthened its ban this year, outlawing the enforcement of non-compete agreements signed in other states and making it illegal to require an NCA. California's non-compete laws have famously been credited with helping birth Silicon Valley. The Traitorous Eight, a group of employees of Shockley Semiconductor, a pioneer of silicon-based semiconductors, decamped to found rival Fairchild Semiconductor in 1957, then some of them left to start Intel a decade later. Steve Jobs and Wozniak left posts at Atari and HP in the mid-1970s and started Apple. In 2011, Eric Yuan quit Cisco after the company rejected his idea for a video conferencing system. That same year, he founded Zoom. The list goes on. A national ban on non-competes could open the door for new startups in states like Texas and Florida, where tech companies have flocked in recent years. If OpenAI was based in either of these states and Altman and its staff had signed non-competes, they couldn't have defected to Microsoft, certainly not to work on the same type of product. The allowable scope of NCA's varies by state, but they typically preclude workers from doing similar work for their employer's competitor. Altman could not have launched an independent competitor either, as he was reported to be considering. In that world, he may have been left out of a job while OpenAI's StopGap CEO, former Twitch boss Emmett Shear, helmed the AI revolution. It's not unusual for non-competes to require a worker or entrepreneur to sit out an entire industry for years. OpenAI did not respond to a request for comment. Proponents of barring NCAs like to bring up David Needleman, who left Texas-based Southwest Airlines in 1993 and founded JetBlue. But he had to wait five years because he'd signed a non-compete that prevented him from working for another airline. It's not just a loss to him, it's a loss to consumers because he had all these wonderful ideas about how to innovate the commercial airline industry says Orly LaBelle, a law professor at the UC San Diego who led the drafting of the recent law strengthening California's ban. Stuff we now take for granted like choosing seats online and having a TV on the back of the seats. These were innovations that he introduced but could not deploy into the world because of non-competes. The extent to which the NCA can limit someone's job prospects is not set in stone, but governed by what a state court deems reasonable in duration, geography, and scope. Interpretations vary widely by state, says LaBelle. In states like Texas, even before a case is decided, an employer can get an injunction to stop an employee from starting their new job, says University of Houston law professor Alyssa Gomez. So if you win that, you've kind of won the whole thing. Proponents of NCAs argue that they encourage a company to invest in their staff because managers don't have to worry that employees will abscond with their specialized training. Evan Starr, a professor at the University of Maryland's Smith School of Business who co-authored the study on the prevalence of NCAs, says that the agreements do correlate with greater investment, but overall innovation still suffers. Employee mobility, entrepreneurship, information flow across firms, and the effort employees put into their work all suffer when NCA enforcement goes up, Starr writes in an October report for policymakers that summarizes non-compete research. Earlier this year, researchers at Stanford, Duke, and the FTC analyzed state-level changes to the enforceability of non-competes between 1991 and 2014, found that an average increase in strictness led to a 16-19% to reduction in patents over the following 10 years. Research shows that NCAs also harm workers. Starr's report points to several recent studies which found that workers who labor under non-competes earn less than those without them and that when states enforce the agreements more stringently, wages fall. When employees bound by NCAs do change jobs, they often take professional detours or sometimes sever their professional networks out of fear of being caught potentially violating their non-compete, says LaBelle. Many employers still ask workers in jurisdictions where non-competes aren't enforceable to sign the agreements, and research shows they still have a chilling effect on employee freedoms, That's why California recently strengthened its law to deter the practice. Companies can still go after employees who leave for a competitor, even in states like California. Although it has one of the firmest blocks on non-competes, it also has one of the highest rates of trade secret litigation, says Elizabeth Rowe, a University of Virginia law professor and expert on trade secret law. Companies can use that approach to try and protect just about any secret, she says, including business and marketing plans, customer data, code, and AI training data. Had OpenAI staff jumped to Microsoft to work on AI, they may have had to tread carefully. Instead, Altman and his loyal staff were reunited at OpenAI. It's interesting to think about a world where Sam Altman did have a non-compete, says Starr. What would happen if he was fired and he had to sit out of the AI world for two or five years? We might all suffer because of that. Perhaps, although reasonable minds may differ. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts, and get more business news at wiredcom business.